I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name's Jordan Ferguson. My name's Caitlin McKinnon. Be very sore, Caitlin McKinnon. Incredibly sore. I'm going to try and let her off the hook a little bit today, and I'll do most of the heavy lifting, because she came out for you anyway. I did. All my teeth are sore. You jerks. <laughs> She's still here. I was like, plead with her not to come. If you'd like to listen to a gang of episodes that don't sound like Caitlin is rapping through the wire by Kanye West. <laughs> or that I'm, you know, the godfather. <laughs> you can find those at soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives. All of our episodes are there. If you're like, I don't want to go there, it's too much effort. What is wrong with you people? I understand. I don't agree, but I guess I understand. I understand. But if you just want things brought to you, maybe you're convalescing from... Get minor it. oral surgery. Minor? No, major oral surgery. Yeah, all my four wisdom teeth out. <laughs> I was there for three and a half hours. If you're convalescing and you just want the show brought to you, we have a way to do that. You will see a button on SoundCloud that says subscribe. It will take you to Apple Podcasts, but it doesn't have to be Apple Podcasts. No. Basically, whatever you use to consume audio content, if you search Geek Down Pod, we're probably there. And yeah. that, that means every week, oh yeah, your man's... Chauncey. Frostilicus. The third. Rides through on a unicorn pegasus. Ninta. To deliver piping hot fresh episodes of the Geek Down to your ear hole. That's basically the best service you can get in the city. It really is. Yeah. As frequent riders of public transit in this city. We know. We wish we had something as reliable as Philip. Because I can tell you right now, trying to get in Toronto in any way, shape, or form besides Philip. It's not happening. You know what the sky doesn't have? The Gardner Expressway. So you know what's not closed? The sky. (laughs) (laughs) Philip just rolls through, happy as a clam, just sliding on through, dropping those episodes of The Geek Down. If you would like to comment on public transit, we'd love to hear your gripes. Love it. About the Toronto Transit Commission. You can do those on any social media network of your choice. We're usually hanging out most on Twitter. But, I mean, we're on the other ones. We don't even want to. We know you love the Facebook bit, but we don't even have the energy to do it for you anymore. my face hurts. And her face hurts so much. The swelling has gone down, but it's still there. The Kanye effect is real. I'm trying my best to enunciate. But it's really hard when all your gums hurt. I don't go boost for breakfast and insure for dessert. I'm about to order pancakes. I just dip the scissor. That's very well done. <laughs> Better than anything he's done in the last two years. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. That doesn't even get a bomb or an air horn or shots fired because we all know. Yeah. He's seen the light, though, Caitlin. He's not going to be used for anybody anymore. He's getting out, of po- getting out of politics, just focusing on creativity. Oh, so he's going to invent more invisible planes? Was that it? I get... No, was it a hydrogen invisible plane? I don't know. I don't know. It's clearly a manic episode, but anyway, that was that was months ago, motherfucker. <laughs> we are here to talk about the current, the new, sort kind of. of. Not when we get to the things that we're talking about, because friends, you thought we were just riffing last week. You didn't yeah. think it was going to happen, but no, we are committed. Oh, yeah. November Crapathon is here. It is here, we and it has come in with the here. crappy weather. 
<laughs> there's crappy weather, there's the wet leaves on the ground, and you know what you do in weather like this? You don't want to go outside. You know what you want to do? You want to sit in your house and watch garbage. The worst type of garbage. The worst garbage. And friends, if there's one thing this podcast can deliver to you week in and week out... It's garbage. It is garbage. And oh, Lord, you've already read the title of this episode. You know the garbage is coming. Oh but you got to wait to the second half of the show for that. For the first half. Do we have news topics? Is there anything uh, we care about? Eh, no. Whatever. Listen, there's only one thing that matters this week. And I don't even know if if most of you follow us on Twitter, you probably don't know yet. If you don't follow me personally on Twitter, you might not know yet. But there's really only one thing. What's the one thing, Jordan? That happened this week. What happened this week? The announcement of the impending arrival and my purchase of seven row tickets to Perfume in Toronto. <gasps> Oh my god, get my where my drops at now. (laughs) Oh yeah. All the drops. Queens is coming, y'all. Queens is coming. So for those of you who are new who don't know, not aware, have never listened to the podcast before, the Queens are really the lovely ladies in the band called Perfume. Electropop Trio, originally from Hiroshima, now based out of Tokyo. Their seventh album, I think. Future Pop. They bring Jordan infinite amounts of happiness. It's almost the only thing that does. <laughs> I, I struggle with it frequently. Sometimes I wonder if they still do. Let me tell you something. Meh, as I may have been, may have been about some of the songs on that album. Yeah. It sounds a whole lot better when you know you're going to see them live. What? What, 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 what? Um, and also, you love telling kids to, uh, you know... Go fuck themselves. Yes. I bet that. <laughs> Come to the show with your future flop signs. Oh, there was already somebody on Tumblr that was like, you know, like a gif of somebody like sipping you know, the Kermit tea. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like waiting for all those kids who badmouth the album to get their pre-order tickets for the, for the show. That ain't, yes. a, that ain't none of my business. Because we know you youngins. You like to say lots of stuff. All talk. That's basically... The gist. But we're not really coming for you this week. No, we're not. Because it's yeah. about joy. This is about joy. Listen, because I was on my way. They had said, they had already announced they were in a North American tour. Yes. But I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to go to New York again. Or, I think I mentioned on the show that Achan had said to a fan at some thing, a Canadian fan, who was at like a dance competition that they have mm-hmm. occasionally during the album cycle, and this fan said, will you ever come to Canada? And Achan was like, Yes, next year. So, Jordan was all excited, but we weren't sure. I'm like, you, you, you wouldn't lie to me. You wouldn't lie to me, Alchon. And honestly, I figured Vancouver. Right. Because... It's close-ish. Closer-ish to them, and yeah, it's... The population makeup is maybe a little more... They're demographic. You know, yeah. <laughs> more, more suitable for a touring J-pop group. Um, but, yeah, I was on my way to, uh, to meet the homie Pops for some... I'm very sorry. You did not. I did. Jordan Ferguson, you did not. I'm going again tomorrow. Oh my gosh. So, friends, if you listened to last week's episode, you know we tried to get ramen at Ryu's Noodle House, the uh, the new Bell of the Toronto Ramen Ball, because they apparently were selected for the Yokohama Ramen Museum. We got there. They closed at 10. We got there at 8. 8.30, maybe. Eh. Between 8 and 8.30. Over an hour. Yeah. 90 minutes to an hour before they were supposed to close. They just got the lights out and the stools up. 
Yeah. And the sign in the window that says, sorry, we ran out of broth. Out of broth. Well, you know what? Poor planning. I thought the Japanese were efficient. Ooh. Shots fired. It's a rich, my relationship with, with the Japanese culture is, is a rich tapestry. I can love perfume, but question your broth preparation. And your commitment to serving as noodles. Right. So we went to Kintan, and it's fine. Kintan was fine. We had a great time. Um, but yeah, I went to, I went to meet Pops for reuse, and it's, we're, we'll go. Oh, uh, just the look I'm giving him. Oh my God. Love me. Why do you hate me when I show you nothing but love? (laughs) Just shaking my head. Shake my head. Um, the gyoza. The best gyoza I've ever had. Really? I don't know what they did to it. Because normally gyoza's just like, eh, this is fine. Did they just like sprinkle it with magic? Uh... Yeah, and the magic was grease. <laughs> they were kind of greasy, but not bad. And yeah, I just had the straight Shio ramen, and it was fantastic. But on my way down to meet Pops, flipping through Instagram, as you do, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, hey, what's up? We just announced the North American tour dates, including our first ever shows in Shanghai and and somewhere else, some American San Jose or something. Right. A couple more American shows, San Jose, Dallas, things like that. No mention of Canada whatsoever. I flip Uh-oh. up, I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I, I got it, when is it? So they're already, like, you know, calculus in front of my head. Like, you know, <laughs> math, expenses, Christmas, <laughs> airfare, like, uh, how is this going to work? And then I just see April 2nd, Toronto, the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. Oh. Which is, I was, when you told me that, I was surprised. Or when you showed me the screenshot, I was surprised. Because... Of the venue or that they were even coming? No, the venue. Mm. It's, for those of you who don't know, local talk, regional talk, the Queen Elizabeth Theater is, like, a theater where you see musicals. I've seen stand-up there a lot. I've seen, right. I saw Broad City there, I saw Chris D'Elia when I did Just for Laughs that one year, I saw a few shows there. I've seen Henry Rollins do, like, a spoken word there, like... Right. Um, the type of show that they are going to do, presumably, mm-hmm. yeah, does not seem... No. Appropriate for that, but it also means I have seventh row reserve tickets that I don't have. Means I can get that close without having to line up five hours beforehand, which is nice. And it means I can more than likely. Yes, you're all wondering. Yes, Kate's probably coming. Well, but we don't know. No pressure on Jordan. <laughs> he doesn't have to take me. Um, it's just, it's just poetic. It is. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not expect if you chose a win, I would not be upset. I'm had... like this whole going to the ramen place without me, but which I mean, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. I mean, you live in Toronto. I expect you to go to the, the wrong place eventually. I just thought you might have mentioned it. Told me about it. Mm. But if you didn't want to take any perfume, that's okay. <laughs> I've had people who've been like, I, you know, they, they want to see, they're curious. They want to see what all the fuss is about. Mm. But here's the thing. I love those people. Yeah. I might feel a need to play it cool with those people. I do not have that need with Caitlin McKinnon. Oh, no. Lives will be gotten. Yep. At the show, if I go with Caitlin McKinnon. They're going to be tears. Yep. They're going to be screaming. They're going to be... Dancing. Dancing. There's going to be when fandom figures out what song to sing at the end, because uh, foreign shows yeah. always sing a song for them right. at the end. They pick a song. Cumulatively, online, they gather on the internet and they decide a song to sing in appreciation for them. Ooh. Taiwan did this on their first world tour. They just randomly like started singing one of their songs. I'll show you the footage on break. It's actually heart- heartbreaking in a good way because they right. like, you see them backstage and they have no idea what's happening and they're just like sobbing. Like, 
because they don't expect it was their first time out of Japan. Like they don't think right. anybody knows them really. Um, so yeah, and Toronto, Toronto. I'm telling you now, this is not the first time it'll come up. Don't fuck this up for me, Toronto. Seriously, Toronto. If you're unfamiliar with Toronto as concert goer, mm-hmm. just cumulatively, mm-hmm. Toronto as concert goers, um, other places may try to stake this claim, but Toronto is really the folded arm capital of... Oh, we so are. ...of the universe, like... It don't matter what you're doing. And I've been guilty of it myself. Like, I went to see... I, just, I think it's the way we enjoy music. I, I don't want to dance. I I went to see Stevie Wonder do his, like, top-to-bottom songs in the key of life. He did the whole thing. And I sat there, and I was up in the nosebleeds. Like, I just wanted to go. You had to see Stevie. I think Prince had already been died at that right. point. Maybe Prince died, and I was like, I could got to see Stevie. Um... And it was, like, clearly date night for this couple in front of us. And they were not only dancing, but, like, mad at people around them who weren't. And I'm like, sit the fuck down. You're making it so that I have to stand. <laughs> I'm not here to stand. But there will be standing. At Perfume. At the Perfume Show. Which I, and I expect to dance at the Perfume Show and sing along. But if I want to sit and fold my arms and watch Fleetwood Mac, I should be allowed to do so. <laughs> so, okay, energetic 40-year-old, sit down. Sit down. Well, they have, Caitlin. But it's ruining it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's most important. Uh, so, yeah, that was my big Japan news, number one. Second Japan news that I have to get to. Friends, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, she's sore. I am sore. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to like... I do have some news, though. I'm trying to just let her punctuate. So I'm, I'm trying to fill most of, most of the front half of the show here today. My other Japan news is... It's a thing everybody loves. So now, because you've all been bad, we have another installment of everyone's favorite. Jordan wrings his hands about buying records. Oh my gosh. I love this part. Who, who grew up poor? It's a Jordan date. It's so true. <laughs> this thing, I always say, if I get this, you know, giant dollar sign bag of money thrown on me. In the next year, meaning in the new year, it's like, I'm not going to go ham. You know, if I don't go to Japan, I'm not going to go ham because I grew up poor. Like, mm-hmm. I know how to be poor. Like, yep. it's an important skill, y'all. Learn how to be poor. Like, it's li- very important. Like, literally going out for dinner. That, that was wild for me, going out just on a random Monday for no reason. Yeah. I just really wanted to check out the wrong place and, uh, you know, do something with ops outside of work. But it's just wild to, like... I don't know how people go out for dinner all the time. Like, that's just, like, their mode. Um, I find that with people who buy, like, really expensive clothing. I'm like, where did you get all the money? I have not... I have not bought new clothes since... I don't know. Since the summer. Right? Yeah. Good call. I bought bought some summer clothes. But, I mean, like, it was important. You didn't have any summer clothes. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. You were gonna melt. Didn't want to sweat my balls off. But, I mean, as far as, like, you know, jeans or... Socks and underwear. That's yeah. like, it's like Christmas. <laughs> it's like I, I go home and I get my Christmas free up on I, clothes. I look at things and I'm just like, how long can I make this last? Like how how long before these jeans? Someone calls me out on how ratty these jeans are. Sidebar to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate got me up on the Dollarama recently. Not that I was ever off on the Dollarama, but yeah. like she further <laughs> endorsed the Dollarama, so that when I wanted a, when I just wanted a snack, I decided to go get one of those. Uh, 
bootleg $2 bags of Doritos. Yeah. Because I didn't know they existed. Oh, okay. Kate came in last time we recorded and brought brought me one of these. It was like $2, and it's not, you know, when I invariably shove them all into my face, they're smaller than a regular bag. Yeah. So they're cheaper and smaller, but still a good amount. I'm not going to feel like mm-hmm. I got cheated mm-hmm. at all. My fatness will still be, you know, satiated for the moment. Um, but I go to the Dollarama, and I'm like, oh, man, shower curtain liner. I need one of those. <laughs> oh, man, new candle. Oh, hey. New city candle. It smells like apples in here. Apple cinnamon, y'all. I don't remember what the hell else I bought, but it's like, yeah, Dollarama is literally the one place where things cost what I think they should cost. Yes. Except every so often something's $4, and I'm like, oh, please. Oh, Oh, this is not worth $4. Okay, Dollarama. Calm down. Okay. Um, What was the real moment where I felt that? Like... So, you know, like, the bags of, like, candy that you get at the movie theater? Yeah. Like, even at No Frills, those are, like, $5. But yeah. they're 2 bucks at the dollar round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Twizzlers? I never buy Twizzlers at the movie theater. Fuck. They are always purse Twizzlers. <laughs> so, I just have to, oh, almost always have Twizzlers in my purse. <laughs> Dude, I don't think we've ever talked about this. I don't believe we have, no. Um, we mentioned once when we were going through, like, what candy you could eat if Twizzlers were, like... In there, and you were like, well, there's only, yes, but there's only so many Twizzlers a person can eat. And I yeah. remember being like, how many, how much Twizzler is she eating? Oh. In a given uh, week. It was bad for a while. <laughs> um, no, but I almost always have tw- purse Twizzlers. But in one, in one occasion, <coughs> my, um, my Twizzler bag, like, ripped too much. Oh, no. And I had, like, real purse Twizzlers. Like, they were just. They're just loose. <laughs> loose in there. And. And senior correspondent, Cruddy and senior correspondent Chris, found out about this. It was horrible. Are you still eating them? Did you well, rinse I'm them off? Like, you just brushed them off. And he's like, "Oh no!" So he took like the rest of the good ones, and he got me this like big plastic Ziploc bag to put them in. So he saved my purse twizzlers. Oh my. God, don't eat loose purse Twizzlers, <laughs> Caitlin. Uh, you just brush them off. Make sure there's no hair on it. It's lint good. and hair from your brush and whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, that is maybe... That's, that's, some, that's some top five K-Facts I've ever learned about around uh, this show. Chris said this is... He said it was... The one of the only moments where he could accuse me of being like a foul bachelor. <laughs> He's like, "What is wrong with you?" That is some uh, real. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's like standing operating procedure in this place between like Monday and Friday. Like, <laughs> it comes on Saturday. We you know spit polish the place up, but uh, purse twizzlers, y'all get at us. Curious if any of y'all are constantly. You're like the you're like the inverse Beyonce. Beyonce, like I got hot sauce in my got the hot sauce in my bag swag. You ain't got that Twizzlers in your bag swag. Yeah. Get on her level. Come on, people. Air horns for so, Twizzlers. And I don't even know how we got here. I don't know either. Dollarama things being poor, not wanting to spend money right. on things because Jordan right. is wringing his hands about buying records. So the downtown Toronto record show is tomorrow. Part of the reason why we're recording tonight, and also just because recording on Saturday evenings is delightful. It's much better. Um, I get all of Sunday off. She does. She gets all of Sunday off. I get all of Sunday off. I don't have to worry about editing anything. I don't have to, like, clean. I'm just going to pass the fuck out and then go to this record show tomorrow. This is a fine record show. Mm -hmm. Like, it's maybe, if we establish that the Cratery Record Exchange, despite the snobbery Mm -hmm. and 
so much testosterone and penis involved, um, is maybe like El Cream de la Crop yeah. of like things you can find in the city. And the Gladstone show is maybe like a much smaller, but kind of more targeted to my interests mm-hmm. sort of show. The Downtown Toronto Record Show at the Estonian Club over in Bravue is it's the Steve Buscemi and Ghost World. Like Love it. Whew. It is like, yeah. Guys looking for like, you want to know who's buying those Iron Maiden picture discs? <laughs> it's dudes at the downtown Toronto record show. And you can maybe find some hip hop, but they're going to be like original pressings, you know, $60 for an ice cube record type of things like that. Right. Um, but again, it's just like, it's like $5 to get in and it's something to do with Leah and it's like... And as you always say, so Jordan, why am I going? Because if I didn't go, then I'd be like... I gotta know. He's gotta know. I gotta know, Kate. It's just like... I don't know. Name something where there's a secret inside. A Kinder Egg? A Kinder Egg. Or a Pokemon. Or something. <laughs> or, like, you know, why you why you grind on these stupid gacha pawn games, right? Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is. If it involves collecting a premium currency to draw things and of varying rarities, mm-hmm. you know, rare cards, whatever, you just, you gotta know. You gotta know. Maybe, maybe this time. It's been mm-hmm. glorified gambling, but maybe this time, maybe this time you get the Uber. Rare. And this is this is how why I think I don't collect things because I don't gotta know. Don't collect things. If you don't need to collect things, do not collect things. No, I don't really collect stuff. It's a terrible affliction. Yeah. Um, but the last time I went to the downtown Toronto record show was when I like, you know, on the last booth I walked by, said that looks like Tatsuro Yamashita. Oh, it is. And that's Maria Takeuchi, and like, oh, every Japanese record I want at this stage of my collecting? That's great. Thank you. Right. This is fantastic. I'm so happy right now. Here, take all my money. And the literal shirt off my back. Because you have no more money. <laughs> but I got my copy of Plastic Love, and you can't be... You can't collect Japanese records if you don't have a copy of Plastic Love, so... Are those the rules that you just made up? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so I gotta know. But, in addition to this, was Japan... Today, I think, as we're recording, had some sort of, like, not the record store day, but, like, a version of record store day. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of, like, exclusives that came out just for today. Japan record store day shits all over the actual record store day. Though, and it probably does, because Japan kind of does most things better, but is it also because your specific interests are Japanese? I, I don't see the relevance. Oh, okay. All right. When it's, like, two Penny Toyama records from the 80s that, like, easily go for $200 on Discogs each. Here's the, yeah, so we'll reissue those. We'll drop them on the same day. Maybe. You want a bunch of Ghibli film theme songs on 7-inch? Yeah, we'll drop all those on the same day. Cool. Also amazing. Also amazing. And... What's that? For the first time ever on vinyl, you want uh, Nujabez's metaphorical music on 2LP? Uh, Jordan said yes. Jordan's been saying yes for a while. Because, friends, listen. Fireside chat, y'all. Let me just pull up. Oh, okay. Um, up here. Settle it. I'm going to get comfortable. Nujabez is second only to me for Jay Della. This has come up on the show before. Probably not since we talked about Samurai Shampoo back in the day. Right. Nujabez is one of the four guys who did... The music for the anime Samurai Champloo, which was the follow-up project from the guy who did Cowboy Bebop, so of course I was checking for that. 
and the music was like a star attraction, and there were four guys, and of the four guys, this guy knew Jabez just seemed to be doing the most interesting things. I mean, lo-fi hip-hop basically exists mm-hmm. because of new Jabez. And people could argue that, I'm sure, but like, if you're if you're a kid making like 10-hour homework edits of anything on YouTube, right. you're a new Jabez fan. Right. Like, he's just... He's I love those, by the way. Just keep on making them. <laughs> keep making them, kids in Florida. To me, his, like, revolution was, like, you could, like, knock your head, but be, giant air quotes, soft. Like, his music is very soft, but it's, like, peaceful. Right. Like, the guy grew up in, like, a seaside town in Japan, where he was based out of. He didn't want to make, like, boom bat, per se. Like, he would still make, like, the beats would still be banging, but he put, like, this gorgeous piano line under it. I think sometimes he played, he played flute, like, he, mm-hmm. he had a friend, he had a guy he collaborated with who played saxophone on a lot of his stuff, like, just really interesting jazz-inflected type stuff. And he's only had, like, a handful of 12 inches come out that I have looked at before. Mm-hmm. He put them all out on his own label back in the day, circa, like, 03, so, of course, like, even a 12 inches, like, with two songs on it, it was, like, 60 bucks, and it's like, uh, that math doesn't add up. <laughs> I can't do that. So, I like, I follow some... Japanese HMVs on Instagram, and they usually update, you know, while I'm at work in the middle of the night, so I'll be on second break flipping through Instagram, and suddenly it's like, oh, if I see a picture of an album I've wanted forever, it's going to be an announcement of, like, they're re-releasing something. Right. For a lot of money. Yeah, so I saw this come up, and I was like, fuck, no, what, what? And it started, you know, the the gnaw, the gnaw right back here, I'm poking, like, behind Um, my ear, Mm -hmm. the gnaw, it's like, you get, you you have to get this. Because New Jabez, for me, I found him when I was living in Kingston. I was watching, you know, I predate this even, but I know there are kids out there who, like, you know, they're, like, watching on VHS was, like, watching pirated YouTube videos in three parts because you yeah. because you could only do ten minutes at a time on YouTube back then. Oh, man, good times. It'd be, like, Full Metal Alchemist, episode one, part one. I part still two, part do three. that. So, I was living in Kingston, had no friends, I moved there with a woman, and I don't regret the decision, but, you know, I was the furthest away from home I'd ever been, in real Canada, which I was barely real Canadian to begin with. I love that. Like, literally the hometown of the tragically hip I'm living in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is, oh, this is so not my vibe, and I was working at a Canadian Tire, like, in the warehouse, mm-hmm. which was actually in the basement under the store, like, Amazing. this was like, if you, even when I worked during the day, I never saw the sun, and... You know, every time I'd walk that, like, you know, 15 minutes from my apartment to the Canadian Tire, stomping through the snow, like, I was listening to New Jabez. Like, New Jabez is the music that got me through that year, basically. So he's really important to me. And I checked it out, and it sold out on pre-order. I checked it a couple weeks ago. Right. And pre-orders were already sold out. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to hit Discogs for this thing. And, of course, that means that the price is going to be more. It's going to be a million dollars, because I didn't even know it was an exclusive for this event. Like, it's going to be fucking a million dollars, but you, when the time comes, you're going to have to do it. Like, this is... New Jamez is mandatory. Like, you have to you have to have it. And even still, today, because I knew it was dropping on November 3rd, so today, as we're recording, and I knew this show was today, and they started creeping up on Discogs. Yeah. I started seeing them. They're like 80 bucks after exchange. Ooh. I'm like, oh my god, that's like... cost me like $120 after shipping and exchange and everything to get it in. And that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's more money than I like to spend on records. But, you know, I was talking to the homie, Mr. Malash, and I was like, but there's nothing at this record show that I'm going to want more right. than a Nujabez album. Right. 
And because Mr. Malach is a real one and understands, he replied with, well, you're going to do both, right? I'll be. You jerk ass. Yeah, probably, but... Jordan doesn't like being told the truth, <laughs> even though he knows it. Uh, Mr. Malosh also sent me one of those uh, memes of, like, you know, the girlfriend and the hot girl. Mm-hmm. And it's the dude walking, and it's like, me, and the girl he's with is New Records. And he's turning <laughs> his head going, ooh, at another girl that's labeled New Records. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Jordan. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but then I'm at work last night, and because also, I'm, well, I'll wait till Sunday. Right. You know, I'll go to the record show, provided there isn't a guy from Japan there selling City Pop Records. Like, right. I will be at, you know, lunch with Leah afterwards, just on my phone, like, mashing my phone on Discogs, being like, Going beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, let's get it. Um, but I was still like, you know, I monitor. Right. I'm like, on the Discogs app, like, refreshing. First, there were three copies for the longest time. And there were four, and then there were six, and there was like a dozen copies on there now. But one went up. It was like forty-five dollars compared to the usual sixty and or eighty. And other ones have come up since that were like ten bucks cheaper, but I didn't even care in the moment. I was just like, "Man, fuck it, beep, get that, mash my phone, send it to me." Hey, Sh- shouts to Deadstock Records on uh, on Discogs because he processed that payment right quick, and I've had dudes who sit on it for you know days. It was like I got home, boop. Here's the here's the shipping information. I was like, boop. Here's your money. He was like, boop. Thanks. <laughs> I'll send it in a few days. That's a lot of booping. All the booping. So the moral of the story is, yes, I have a new Jimmy's record on its way now. I'm delighted. And you're going to go to the things. record show. And I am going to go to the record and show. And buy something and probably also be delighted. And if I see nothing at the record show, I like, hey, Hisa told me there's probably City Pop Records coming to Cosmos. I'll swing by, have a look. June Records posted something on their site. I want to see if it's still there. You're just going to have a great record day. It's, it could be a good record day. Mm-hmm. It could be a good record day. And I mean, like, here's the thing. I had been holding on to my royalty check. Just didn't really have anything I wanted to spend it on. Yeah. Here's that also. I don't know how I justified it, but it's like, if my royalty check pays for the Queens in yeah. this new Jabez record, and I still have, like, half of it left over, like, that's a... That's a good day. That's a solid. That's a solid use of your royalty check. Also, as I keep on telling people, life is very short. You could, like, die at any time. It is. Yeah. So, also, it's also not only to, like, there's that old saying that, you know, what are you going to do? You can't take your money to the grave, right? So, I mean, be financially solvent, but don't try and, you know, pinch every penny. Hey, man, don't even do that. In Canadian law, credit card debt, they can't pass it on to your... Yeah. (laughs) You can't pass it on to your next account if your state doesn't cover it. Whoop. Whoop. (laughs) Suck it, MasterCard. Um, and then the second thing is, it's, life's too short to diet. (laughs) There's ladies today talking about diets, and I was like, no, 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 don't do that to yourself. Like, to you, or you just overheard them? No, 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 they were just talking. I knew them. Mm -hmm. I didn't just come out and bust it in nowhere and be like, hey, ladies, no (laughs) dieting. But they were, they were both, you know, very trim women, very good looking. Mm -hmm. I was like, why would you, why would you do that? Because... And you find out you're going to die in a day, you'd be really pissed you didn't have that chocolate cake. I mean, nobody's saying to eat chocolate cake exclusively. No. Yeah, you know, be healthy, do healthy things. But also, if someone's like, ooh, cake, don't be like, oh, I really can. I'm just going to have this, like, sliver I'm going to cleanse. I'm cleansing. Yeah. Life's too short. Fuck your cleanse. Your liver takes care of toxins. Buy your records. Eat your cake. Eat your cake. Eat your cake with your records. Also buy things on Wish that you probably shouldn't. <laughs> What's what, a Wish is that? 
So oh, okay, this is the thing my dad was talking about. This is the super cheap, like Chinese Amazon. <clears throat> I'd seen a couple. Okay, <laughs> look who's over the pain in her mouth now. Go, go ahead. I'm gonna lean I'm, back. I'm not, but maybe the T3s have kicked in a little bit more because <laughs> I've been talking about Wish and I got an adrenaline rush. Um, so I always leave my Christmas shopping too late. Yes, I always am. I hunt for deals and Wait, stuff. Are, are we supposed to be done by now? No. It's November, yo. No. But I just mean it's something you got to think about. I really don't like to dive into Christmas until after Remembrance Day. I think mm. it's insulting. Agreed. Um, but I have been thinking about, like, what I'm going to buy and what my budget's going to be. Just, you know, this is what I'm talking about. Being financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to go buy myself a Frosty after this because my mouth hurts. Yeah, so, you know, you got to balance <laughs> things out in life, guys. Um... And I'd seen commercials for Wish. And I didn't really understand what it was, but the commercials have been popping up everywhere on YouTube. I know there's tons on Facebook. So they have commercials now. You just, like, advertising themselves. Because my dad randomly told me about it when I was home for the summer. Yeah. And that's probably, he brought, I've been seeing it for ages, but they've really picked up, I think because of Christmas buying, mm. they've picked up on the advertising. So it was, especially on YouTube, I've seen it all over the place. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check it out. I have no idea what this is. So, I went on. I, I've i ordered some things. I gave myself a budget because I was finding so much mm. on there that I was like, I could buy that and that. And I'm talking about stuff's like $2. And $2 for like a beautiful, like, engraved journal and a beautiful, like, set of pens and beautiful jewelry. Like, I'm talking like... Claire or Den level jewelry, but still they, whereas they would charge you like 15, these people were like, we'll charge you a dollar. Or sometimes things are free. You just have to pay shipping. Yeah. I like, can't trust it though. Like where right? does it come from? Right. Where does it come Poor people. Where does it come from? So I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself a budget. I'm going to order some stuff and I'm going to see how it looks when it gets here. Mm. Cause if it's like crap, then I will not have felt that bad because the stuff I ordered was not... Like, it wasn't important. Because my dad showed me, like, a hat that he bought. It was, like, a poor boy hat type uh-huh. of thing. Like, a driver's cap. Yeah. Um, didn't look great on him. I may have bit his head more, mm-hmm. than, the, more than the hat itself, but... Sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> sorry, Pop. But the quality was okay, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, like, you know, a Kangle or something or like that. Yeah. The hats I usually buy. But, so I'm curious what to hear what you got and what... So it has how, how you evaluate the quality. It has not come yet. Now, they do another thing where people take pictures and post, like, what the quality was like when it came in. Yeah. Though, being a poor person, I was like, did they just pay these people? <laughs> have they just paid a whole bunch of, or have bots just saying things like, the quality was, was great, or the quality was as expected, or as in the picture. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if Sharon from Missouri is really Sharon from Missouri. Um... But we, I'm hoping it is. We want receipts, Sharon. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I'm really excited, but I've been holding off buying anything else until my stuff comes in. Because I grew up as a poor person. I thought you said you are holding off buying anything because you spent $7 on Wish. And I'm like, whew. It was, it was <laughs> slightly more. Scale it back. It was like 20 bucks, and I was like, ooh, okay, can't go crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's my story. Well, stay, stay tuned for the Wish oh, update later. Also, Wish... Just FYI, if you are a shopaholic, please stay away because they've set it up like a game <laughs> where you, like, if you check in every day, 
you get oh, a stamp, right. and then at the end of the week, you get, like, a special prize, mm-hmm. and then every day you can spin the wheel to get special deals on a number of <laughs> items, genius. and they constantly have, like, 50% off on stuff, like, codes and stuff, <laughs> and there are, like, all the kinds of things you can do to get points and, like, special offers, and in, I'm going to say that this way, in-game money, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, ooh, you are a dangerous wish. <laughs> You're so dangerous. Dangerous. Well, get at us if you have any experience with Wish. Yeah. For or against, we'd be curious to hear it. You said you had actual news? No, I don't think so. No, oh, I thought you said you did. Maybe you're just excited about face. Wish. <laughs> about uh, your face. Yeah. So your face went well? Um, so, here's the story. <laughs> I don't know how much I talked about on the week before... I got my teeth out. You said that you were, uh, <laughs> poor people, really the theme of the episode this week. You were, it was being done by your dentist as part of a class she was taking. Yes. To try and save you money. Yes. So it was safe. You know, your dentist is a dentist. Yes. Her instructor was going to be there present. Mm-hmm. And they were going to use you essentially as practice. Yeah. For a class called Difficult Extractions. Difficult Extractions. So there were two dentists, my dentist and a dentist named uh, Dr. Sam. He's very nice. He's from London, Ontario. Oh. Um, and the oral surgeon who basically popped in to my room and there was like another room across the way to check up. Mm. So every time they made like an incision or whatever, he'd check and he'd be like, yep, yeah, perfect, you're going to do this, this, this. However. Uh-oh. Every single one of my teeth was difficult to get out of my face, which they were not expecting. I was mm. supposed to be there for like an hour and a half. It took them three and a half hours. Oh, damn. Um, all of my roots were like hooked. Oh, my God. Um, at the end of it all, he legitimately said that I was a medical anomaly. Yeah. Woo. And made lots of jokes about me being stubborn and hard-headed. So funny, oral surgeon man. So funny. <laughs> yeah. That was my experience. Well. Also, the magic stuff they gave me that was supposed to make me, like, drowsy. Mm. I was awake through the entire thing. You want to know what's really uh, really unsettling? Having your bones crack in your face. And your teeth just, like, crunch. I mean, they warned me. Is it like having your dentist prop herself up by putting her foot on the chair as she tried to pull <laughs> these teeth out of your head? And... Yeah. Yeah, that was my experience. Wisdom teeth, y'all. Updates. I have a couple monumental updates to discuss. Because I was on my way back from a thing that I can't talk about in an Uber. Poor people. Ooh. Poor people don't take Ubers. No, they do not. Your man's even shelled out for Uber X <gasps> because he was being reimbursed by the people he was. Oh, I was going to say, with. what the hell? And then they tried to hit him with something like, "Well, let's just we'll wait till it's done. If the, you know, it's, it's unlikely you you'll rack up any more expenses, but let's wait till it's done and then we'll total them all up." And I'm like, "Give me my thirty dollars now, Robert." <laughs> Robert, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I have records to buy, Robert. I need that thirty dollars now. Um, but man, when you pour and you don't take Uber all the time, another thing that's like it just doesn't track to me is like, but yeah. I can literally, I took TTC out. Yeah, it was out by the fucking airport. Like, took me like hour and I was gonna hour say. and fifty minutes maybe mm-hmm. to get out there. Um, into real Toronto, 
For real. Ooh, you don't see these in Drake videos, friends. Whatever you think Toronto is from what you know, Drizzy showing you, he's ghost riding the whip down King Street. Like, this is not. I want to see Drizzy take the Lawrence bus west from from the station Good and get times. some real Toronto there. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't even take an Uber down there. I was like, eh, it's, it's three bucks. I can get down there in like an hour. Um, but I was just like maxing and relaxing and Uber on my way back. And it's like, this is delightful. I wish I could do this all the time. I just put it, I go boop, boop. And then the car comes and takes me home. Yeah. Um, there's lots of boop, booping. And possibly if I was a woman could murder me. So, I mean, I understand the risks involved, but. <laughs> but you're not a woman. I'm so not, you're... I'm a white male. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> you snipping that out for a new drop. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm on my way back and my home Scott messages me and he's like, is it weird that I'm not excited? I'm not really excited to play Red Dead. Because Red Dead Redemption 2 was out. I think it had to come out that day, maybe. Did you tell him yes? Um, not really, because I said, like, you know, I mean, I want to play it, obviously, but, you know, things are expensive, and I'm poor. Yeah, yeah. So, I probably wasn't going to get around to it till end of the year, maybe, if it goes on sale on PSN or something. Right. Or, you know, maybe even next year, when shit starts going on sale. Because Scott and I are both PS4 owners and I tried to do, like, a game share thing once upon a time, he mm-hmm. had, my, like, my login account, so I, like, came home, collapsed in bed, tried to sleep for a few hours because I had to work that night. Got up, I got a text from Scott saying, like, hey, check your account. It should have started downloading. Happy birthday. Huh. Uh, guy bought me Red Dead. That's really nice. It is really nice. Thank you, Scott. Scott, you're great. Totally unnecessary, but I appreciate it. Scott also um, sends me a picture yesterday. Of him and an Agretzko t-shirt. Yeah. <clears throat> because he apparently got Columbia housed by uh, Loot Anime. Wait, what does that mean? The whole hook on Columbia House was you get roped in on, like, you know, the the 10 CDs for a penny type of thing. Uh-huh. And then the idea was they would just start sending you shit and you'd be on the hook for it. Oh. And, like, they, they were banking on your laziness. Like, right. You got like two days to send this back. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna send that back, and then you forget, and it's like you put you're in you're in accounts receivership now, right? Uh, for you know forty dollars because that's what CDs cost back then. <laughs> yeah, no, he signed up for Loot Crate, meaning to only sign up for one month because they were having like an Astro Boy month or something, and then he forgot to cancel it, Uh-oh. so they sent him another one. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but this cad is metal, so I guess that's on brand. I'm like, you don't know Gretzka. <laughs> I was like, she's Scott. like she's a red panda office lady who sings death metal karaoke to relieve the stress of contemporary Japanese office life, and she's he's like, yep, still on brand. Oh, that's good. I'm like, cool. It was a dope shirt. I'd wear. Uh, yeah. So I'm playing Red Dead, and it's awesome. Coming off of Spider Man, it's very interesting. The like memes about the relationship between PS4 owners and like going from Spider Man to to Red Dead <laughs> to Red Dead have been hysterical. Um. The best one I saw was somebody took the uh, Spider-Man No More, the classic Spider-Man No More cover of, like, the costume in the mm-hmm. in the trash as mm-hmm. Peter Parker walks away. And in this one, he's holding a copy of Red Dead, and it's like, thanks for the memories. <laughs> Spider-Man's in the trash. Um, but Spider-Man is very fast. Yeah. Very fast moving. Red Dead is not. No. Red Dead is slow. Red Dead wants you to go slow. Red Dead wants you to take everything in. And it's just a way different type of energy. It's November. Nothing's going on in November. That's true. I wish I could catch catch fish easier. Yeah, you are terrible. <coughs> Listen, Javier was catching all the fish. Javier is much better fisherman. He is, but you I should lo- you should you know try and take some advice from Javier. I low key just want to catch fish all day. I just want to fish all day. Fuck the story. I just want to fish. Um, 
So everyone has been very concerned and has already telling amazing stories about their horses dying or like trying not to make the horses die. Um, I have two that came as pre-order bonuses. Again, thank you, Scott, for buying the middle special edition Scott, for me. you're still awesome. Still awesome. Um, so I have a thick, with three C's, Arden Warhorse named Pony Boy. And I think I also got a thoroughbred, which I just started busting out, and I called him Horsey Horse. I really like Horsey Horse. <laughs> you like Horsey Horse? His legs are so skinny, it freaks me out. Um, Poor Horsey Horse, he can't help it. And I don't know that Horsey Horse, like, like Pony Boy is a tank. Like, he, like, he right. head-on with a fucking, like, rock face in, like, my first few days of playing. <laughs> he, like, shook it off like it was nothing. Hmm. You a badass Horsey Horse. Uh, but then I voluntarily gave up four hours of progress because Horsey Horse got... Or not Horsey Horse, Pony Boy. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm making the distinction, right? Right. It was Pony Boy. Pony Boy got T-boned by uh, a fleeing wagon. Right. And I was like, oh, he'll be fine because he's fallen off cliffs by this point and he's been fine. No. Pony Boy was not fine. Pony Boy didn't get up. I was like, well, load game. Are you sure? All unsafe progress? Will- yes, I'm sure. <gasps> Give you never take my pony boy. So meanwhile, you're slaughtering innocent people. Okay, the slaughtering innocent people thing. So there are these moments when you're at camp and like somebody will be like, "Hey, Arthur, want to talk?" And then I think Arthur will sit and have a chat based on things you've done in the game. Yeah. And Arthur's not a chill hang. Like, no. <laughs> he's kind of a bummer. You know, the whole like your way of life ending is kind of you know. Eh. Also, he's terrible at catching fish. He's terrible at catching fish. His entire way of life is you know eroding and d- disappearing before his eyes. So I mean, white dudes, you you should relate. Um, oh, don't forget to vote November sixth, ladies in America. <laughs> Get out there, please do so. Um, and I think similar to how like you know Psycho Mantis back in the Metal Gear Solid days would like comment on your game files right. on your memory card. Arthur will talk about things he's done in the game. And for the longest time, he was talking about, I just don't know what's wrong with me. I'm killing animals for no reason. And I'm like, the game, you tell me to hunt. You tell me to kill everything. You give achievements for cleaning things kill. I don't like hunting this much. It's very graphic to skin animals. I don't like it. I think it's really cool. Don't skin animals in first person. I skinned a buffalo in first person. I'm still traumatized about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's terrifying. It wasn't fun. It must have taken you ages. No, it does everything pretty quickly. Oh. It's kind of comical. Um, and uh, rabbits, you just, like, flipped them inside out. Yes. Yeah. He did. It was upsetting. He literally, like, grabs it by the butthole and, like, whoop, Yeah. And rips it right off. It's amazing. Oh, the old West. You were gross. Um, this, and I'm showing Kate this, you know, conversation dynamic that's in the game when you're at camp, and this time he's just talking about killing innocent people. And Caitlin's like, you're, you're murdering innocent people? I thought you were trying to be honorable. Here is he the was trying thing. to throw fish back. Here is the thing. I did throw a fish back. Here is the and thing. Which is a big deal because he was terrible at fishing. The game needs to figure out self-defense. Right. Because you'll be riding along and you'll see smoke off in the distance. Mm-hmm. This is a campfire. Mm-hmm. This is a campsite. You swing on through. Hey, partner, what's up? Not everybody in the Old West in 1899 America is friendly. No. So you walk up and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, get here. And you hit the little diffuse thing, and it's like, oh, hold on now, we don't need to be like that. And then the other person will start shooting at me. Right. So I figured out way too late that apparently the, what the game wants me to do is just run. Right. And not shoot the person in self-defense. You mean murder them? Shoot the person that they have fired first. I do not fire first. They fire a gun at me. You fire a gun at me, you're getting a gun back. I hate guns in real life, but in the old-timey West... <laughs> 
Skinning and killing innocent you, people. You are getting a volcanic pistol in the face. Welcome um, to the old west. The best moment. I've only thus far uh, tweeted one screenshot of me petting a dog, which is the most important activity in <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption Two. That you can pet dogs. I will pet every dog I find. I was at the lumber yard and some dude was trying to talk to me and I was literally like not paying any attention to him. I was like, yeah, in a minute, buddy, there's a, there's a dog, there's a, there's an Australian sheep hound here. I need to pet it. <laughs> I swing by a lake, see a dude with a campsite. This whole scenario plays out. He shoots at me. I shoot him back. The gunshots spook his horse. Oh. His horse trots a couple feet off through the campsite. Yeah. The horse has stepped in the campfire. Fire slowly moves up the leg of the horse. Oh my gosh, no. And I'm standing there watching this horse slowly be engulfed in flames and burned to death in front of me. Oh my god! And I could not get a good angle or capture it in time because I really just wanted to tweet a screenshot of this horse just going up in a ball of flames with the caption, I had nothing to do with this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't horse. I don't know. Fuck that horse. I don't know whose horse that was. It was this man's horse. This poor man who was just trying to have a camp. <laughs> you should have shot at me. Let that, be, let that be a lesson. He didn't know if you were a bandit. Let that be a lesson when online starts. You shoot at me, your horse is getting ready to burn <laughs> to death. Um, so Red Dead is dope, and the only other thing I have worth mentioning is Daredevil. How is it? So good. Is it? It is. Caitlin, yeah, it's very funny considering that I sent you a link. I don't know if you read it. Our quote from a Deadline story about Luke Cage getting canceled, saying that one of the reasons behind it perhaps was that they didn't say who was on what side, but there was definitely a disagreement. Somebody wanted a shorter season. Oh, I did. I briefly read it. Yeah. We don't know if it was Netflix or Marvel, but somebody was like, "We don't want to do thirteen episodes," and the person on the other side was like, "You're doing thirteen episodes," right. and this was not something they could agree upon. Mm-hmm. I have long complained about... The how long it is. The bloat of Marvel shows. Yes. Um, this season of Daredevil does not suffer from it. Really? I mean, it's still 13 episodes, but, like, it's focused on... It's, like, laser-focused. It's, like, this is about the kingpin. Wow. And mild spoilers okay. for Daredevil. So, if you don't like spoilers, leave and just come back Sk- and slap your, uh Slap your 15... Skip second skip a yeah. few times. Bullseye finally shows up, Ooh. but I mean, you know, from there, there's like the kingpin is being moved out of prison, and his like cavalcade gets attacked. And when you see from his perspective, you see these feet turn and throw a knife into some guy's neck. You're like, oh okay, oh okay. Um, great take on Bullseye that like tries to humanize him, and like literally the last fight. Mm-hmm. I won't go into details about this, but like the climax of the fight. Is like people are defending and attacking each other for different reasons. Right. Like, like Daredevil's fighting two people, but the two people he's fighting are fighting each other, type of thing. Like, it's I was literally hooting because I didn't know like how it was gonna Ooh. play out. Um, takes a lot of elements from Frank Miller's Born Again arc, mm-hmm. which is like a classic Kingpin Daredevil type story. Um, gives Foggy and Karen more to do. Oh, that's good. You get. Actually, see a, a lot of Karen's like background. Like, mm-hmm. there's like a half of an episode devoted to like I wasn't. I thought Karen was getting Guardian Devil this uh, this season. Right, Guardian Devil is where Bullseye kills Karen in a church. Yeah, and when they're hanging out in a church, and Bullseye's around. I'm like, no, oh, bad, no. bad times for Karen. The only criticism I have is like it's peak 
miserable Matt Murdock. Wow. Like, but he's, the first half of the episode, he's kind of barely in it. It's a lot of Kingpin. Right. It's a lot of Foggy and Karen. Like, right. And they just, they kind of nailed it. What? And I was really, really taken with it. So. Good shouts, job. Shouts to Daredevil. And the showrunner liked my tweet about it, so. That's cool. Big Hollywood guy over here. I didn't even tag him in it. He just must have been searching or had Google alerts on or something. But. <laughs> maybe he just listens to the Geek Town. Maybe he does. Maybe you do. You been checking anything out while you're convalescing? Yeah. Oh my god. I watched all of the thrilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, have you? Yes. I haven't I haven't dug into it yet. Um, this is interesting because you were very anti-Riverdale. Yes. So, <laughs> this show has a has a mood problem. It doesn't know... Mood or a tone problem? Mood and tone. Mm. Because it doesn't know if it wants to be lighthearted or weird or dark or twisted. And it can't It can't make its mind up. And you find that jarring? Uh, it's jarring and it, it, it really doesn't work. And it was a really great... They could have done something great with, like, Satanism and witchcraft. Mm. And they kind of just messed it up. They messed that whole bit up. And because they messed it up, especially in the times right now, you don't want to be messing that up. <laughs> like, I just think it was, like, a really good... They could have done some good stuff with it. And instead, they made it very, like, hokey. Mm. But not fun like Sabrina the Teenage Witch was. Mm. Um, so that was a problem, for sure, for sure. Um... Yeah, but the acting was incredible, weirdly. So how are they doing this? It says, like, part one, but is it just, like, what's out right now? Are they going week to week with this? No, or? no, 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 it's all out. It's all out? It's all out. I binge-watched it. Um, how many episodes? Six? No. Ten? Oh, word, okay. Nine? Something like that. Um, maybe, maybe about six. I can't remember. Yeah, I was yeah. on a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, but it was, like, a good number of episodes. Um, it, yeah, it ends differently than you think it will. Um, I don't know. It was, there were interesting parts to it. And again, the acting was actually fantastic. But unfortunately, um, and some of the, like, some of it was great. And some of it was not good. <laughs> Like, the the character, there's this, like, high priest character. Mm. He is ridiculous, <laughs> but not in a good way. Like, they, they really needed to work a little bit more on, on, on the characters and, and how they were going to do this story. Because, like I said, they just there's a lot of balance issues. Um, and then I've also watched a bunch of the show Hilda on Netflix. Hilda. It is a cartoon. It is based around... It's very, like, oh, okay. Adventure yeah, Time. I think, yeah, I think... Not very... Like, Adventure Time's its own thing, but Hilda has that, like, feel to it. There's sort of this, like, magical world that she lives in. Mm. Um, but the depiction of Hilda and, like, her mom's relationship is unbelievable. Like, it is so good. Um, it's fantastic. So, if you want something that's just fun and wonderful, check out Hilda. Um, now the one good thing about, uh, Sabrina is if you're really into gore, it's so much fun. <laughs> There's so much good gore in Sabrina. Um, the other thing I watched all of, yeah, um, also that had amazing gore that I loved, um, Maniac. Oh, you finally, I have zero, and you know, you talked about the Romanovs having like zero interest yeah. for you. 
serious Jonah Hill in like a <laughs> like a hipstery type sci fi thing. Nope. Okay, so so hit the people. Okay, so Maniac. Uh, Maniac was great. Um, I, I there were some parts of the story I didn't like, but by and large, it was fantastic. I loved the setting. It wasn't as weird as I wanted it to be. Hmm. I wanted it to be weirder, <laughs> and it wasn't. Um, and that was disappointing. The acting again was great. Uh, it was, there were some weird things that I really liked. The main setting of the story was fantastic because it, it there was like no time. Mm. It was like futurist past. I don't know what you call that, but it, it was, that was kind of great. Um, and again, had amazing gore. I got a, saw guys get a head, get like drilled into <laughs> anytime I get to see that's, that. That's, that's amazing. Plus for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Huge plots. So, yeah, um, that was good. It had good gore. Gore points were, like, five stars for gore. Full gore points. Yeah. But, yes, uh, Sirius Jonah Hill, he was okay. He was a good actor. He did a good job. But it's not, like, a an easy story, and there's no easy ending to it, really. Mm. Um, and the ending's fun. Like, it's a lighthearted ending. It's not... It's not too complicated. It's not Black Mirror. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting and good and fun and gore. 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 Yeah. Halloween never stops for this one. No. Well, on that note, I think I'll give my co-host a chance to relax her jaw mm-hmm. for a moment. And I'll brew a pot of coffee. And when we come back, ooh, ooh. pull up your hip waders, y'all. <laughs> There's so much garbage. It's time to... Mm. Just shovel it into your fat fucking face. November Crapathon is here. And we're going to get into it after this break. Welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we're talking about the things we brought each other. And this month, we have a very, very special treat for you. Mm. As we mentioned in the first half, we have hot garbage for you. The hottest garbage. The hottest of garbage garbage. Garbage. Like the trashiest trash. Just. The foulest foul. Just. There there are no words sometimes. I know recall how, well, I know how we stumbled onto this. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it more when we get into mine. Yeah. For why we're doing this, but we Basically. still have rules, though. Of course. Absolutely, we the have rules. rules still apply. We're not just you know, totally abandoning the format of the show just because yeah. we still respect the garbage enough to employ the rules. Yeah. And, like, this is garbage that we have watched and enjoyed on some level. That's the thing. This is yeah. not just garbage for garbage's sake. No. This is garbage that we acknowledge. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Nobody's trying to be like, Mm-mm. you need to watch this because it's good. No. You need to enjoy this because it's bad. We don't believe in guilty pleasures. No. At stately geek down manner. No. This is just pleasure, but... And sometimes, listen, y'all know we love shoveling snacks in our face. These are just visual snacks. I like, I like that. Just visual snacks. This is the, the, the visual, this is the visual snack food of, of film and television. Ain't no nutrients here. No. No, there isn't. It's like, it's like negative nutrients. <laughs> 
Like I felt brain cells we're, die. We're both sicker and dumber from watching these things. Yeah. But we had a good time doing it. Boy, did we. Remember, life's too short. <laughs> so, uh, we have rules. The first rule being the rule of three, which is if the thing comes in parts, we will consume, watch, read three of them. It does not apply in this case. Nothing came in parts this week. Nope. They're both movies. Uh, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. No matter what we feel about the thing we are watching, we will not text, write, send messenger pigeons. This is going to be the hardest month. Oh, to adhere I to rule number so two. Many, so many moments where I just wanted to just like <laughs> the hardest moment. My not thumbs to just were twitching. Scream at each other while we're watching these things. Oh, <laughs> there's but for so you much. listeners. You deserve whatever uncut, unfiltered reactions to these garbage items we're going to have this month. Absolutely, you do. You deserve, especially since the first half of the show may sound a little tinny. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, y'all. Listen, I, like, plugged a USB mic in without the board three days ago, and I guess that means the laptop decided to be, like, yeah, nah. And we just, we like having being on audio adventures with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I love audio adventures. They're I his really favorite. I really do. I, I love nothing more than being surprised by inferior audio quality. Oh, yeah. It really makes favorite. me a delight to be around. Yeah. It doesn't make him angry or frustrated or anything. Um, and finally, the third rule, which isn't really a rule. It's more of just a, a policy. It's there will be spoilers. Why would you care? These things are so trashy and so old that really, if you care, we kind of lost respect for you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, we don't really think you're going to go and watch these. If you're not going to hang for a discussion of Switchblade Sisters and Double Fucking Impact, we don't really want to be your friends. <laughs> seriously, yeah. I can't even say like thanks for hanging because why yeah. did you hang? Yeah. You knew this was coming, too. <laughs> Ample warning. Ample warning. We like to alternate. Let's not delay this any further. Let's get right into the muck with the thing that Caitlin brought me. So we were talking about trash, and I'd given something to Jordan after he'd given me his. And then I, I was thinking about movies that I really think are trash. Because the thing I gave him, I actually I like. Like, I thought he would think it was trash, but I like it. But this... It's just like popped into my head and I was so happy I thought of it. Um, and that is Switchblade Sisters. I uh, came about liking this film because I got really into exploitation films for a while. I, like all kids who grew up in the 90s, I went through a Tarantino phase. And so a lot of his influences, I started to want to like watch them and got into this whole genre of film that I hadn't been around for. Like I wasn't even on the tail end of it, right? Like <laughs> I was born in 86. The, you know, exploitation films, really the 70s and early 80s, that sort of, you know, when that kind of stopped and they didn't really play on TV anymore. Mm. So this was all new and glorious to me. Um, Switch Blade Sisters, though, was specifically re-released under Tarantino's um, movie film rolling thunder I think yeah uh rolling thunder pictures so um it's under his under his like his personal movie label this is a numero group yeah um so yeah so let's get right into it um uh i'm gonna read the wikipedia and then add a little bit in here and there to sort of flesh out this movie for you mm-hmm Switchblade Sisters is a 1975 action and exploitation film detailing the lives of high school aged female gang members it was directed by High school. The very well-known Jack Hill 
and stars people you've never heard of. Uh, The film is also known as The Jezebels. So, uh, the movie was not a success at the box office, surprise, but garnered a cult following later on, like a lot of exploitation films. Most of its current popularity can be attributed to the film director, Quentin Tarantino, who we just talked about. Um, so he re-released it in 1996 under his Rolling Thunder Pictures label. Um, and that version, you can uh, watch it with commentary, but I always hate doing that. So Hmm. feel free to do that if you like, but anyways, so the plot is a fucking disaster. Um, basically there is a, uh, girl named Maggie who transfers from across town to a new high school that is basically run by this gang called the Silver Daggers, um, a rough male gang mm-hmm. and the female counterpart parts, the Dagger Debs. Um, and basically what ensues is that for various reasons, uh, Maggie becomes like the head of the group mm-hmm. of this gang. Everyone's in a gang, by the way, because it's the seventies and high school. Gotta have a gang. Got you. Got to be in a gang. It's a little throwback to the movie. And there's a lot of rape <laughs> and people. <laughs> I thought you were gonna pause there and I could just be like rape. There's so much rape. <laughs> there's so so much rape. A lot of rape. A lot of like surprise attacks. People getting stabbed. Betrayal. Um, if you do end up watching this movie, you will realize that a character from Tarantino's Kill Bill, um, I can't remember what her name was in the film, but the one, the patch, the one-eyed patch lady with blonde hair, that's based off of the blonde-haired patch lady in um, the Switchblade Sisters. Um, it's all about, like, betrayal and gangs and rape and getting back at the men and is like vaguely feminist sometimes <laughs> I mm, K- kind of nah son well, when, when she's like she wants to get rid of like the men like okay yeah but, I'm just saying that hey does not pass the Bechdel test no um so that's Switchblade Sisters it's hot trash I don't know if there are any redeeming features in this movie uh, Jordan, what did you think? What are you talking about? This movie's fucking great. <laughs> I mean, okay. I thought this movie was going to go full porno about 15 <laughs> times in the movie. There's, oh yeah, there's the, the female, um, jailer. Right. Who's like a super rapey. We got to check inside. That means her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Nature's pocket. Um, <laughs> you can fur things away inside there for later. But honestly, as a man who has seen maybe a uh, pornographic movie from the same era in history a couple times <laughs> in my life, it honestly has like the same rhythms of a, oh, yeah. por- a 70s porno, except it's just violence instead of sex. Like, yeah. And that's probably why I enjoyed it. It's initially. the same cheesy bad acting. It's mm-hmm. the same ludicrous plot setups. Oh, like absolutely. Like this is what I, the thing that's really trashy about it is the plot, right? Like the the plot is just so terrible. The dialogue's not very good, and yeah, they think it's like Othello. A bullshit. <laughs> Tarantino and the screen and the director do bullshit. Patches like Iago. Oh my god. Too much dude. Oh, so much dude. My biggest complaint about this movie. It's like, if you had just swept them aside Mm -hmm. like half an hour earlier, Mm -hmm. this movie would be fucking awesome. Right. But they don't. We're really, all of this 
is going to fall apart over the worst fuckboy in the world. Right? Literally, first of all, you're 40. <laughs> you are not in 12th grade, my dude. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> you are clear. Everybody only has one outfit, which I also greatly Love. appreciate because yeah. you've got to be able to identify them. Of course. <laughs> Donut? <laughs> Donut? <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> like, Caitlin hands this to me as trash, but like within the first five minutes, the Dagger Devs, terrible name, but have like dig it, dig it, dig it. that's all i can think of <laughs> have like assaulted a bill collector yep who was trying to take a, a repo man a repo man lace that's her name yeah trying to take lace's mama's tv mm-hmm. they they fuck him up and like slash all his clothes then they go to eat and donut who's the fat one <laughs> in case you were wondering um lace is like you know get tell basically he says you know you know the de- tells the guys uh-huh. The devs are paying today. And Donut's like, yo, can I get a cheeseburger then? <laughs> and Lace, like, grabs her by the nose and makes her, like, who's a piggy? Tell me who's a piggy. <laughs> <laughs> snort, let's start, little piggy. <laughs> I'm howling. Like, this, this is so great. Um, but then, like, okay, so that that's where they meet Maggie for the first time. Yeah. Who keeps a fucking bolo whip in her. In her short shorts. Hey, everyone's got to be part of a gang. Gotta be part of, you got to be part of a well, gang. You in. I'm not in a gang. Everybody's got to have be a gang. In yeah, everybody. Um, everybody. That's how they meet Maggie. They all get arrested in this, like, assault. Um, why did they all get arrested? Why did they mistake Maggie? I can't remember. I don't remember it's what happens. So at the, I don't remember what happens in the burger joint, but that's where they all get arrested. They go into... <laughs> sorry. They're never held long because they're juveniles. Yeah. 30-year-old juveniles. Uh, <laughs> like, y'all. You, like th- you think 30. I'm exaggerating? <laughs> like, they look like... The dudes look like me. Sidebar, one of them, and I think it was the second in command yeah. of the Silver Daggers, is, uh, I believe... Oh, what's the girl's name? Donna's dad from yeah. that 70s show. Yeah, He's, like, he the is. only guy in this movie who, mm-hmm. like, had anything else anybody might know him from. Um Literally, I would not be surprised if the every other actor in this did pornography at some point. Well, one of them is apparently somewhat known, but yeah, yeah. Um, because Maggie's not in the gang, she gets out first, and yeah. Lace is like, "Bring this letter to to Nikki, my man." Yeah, who's the the head of the Silver Daggers? Um, and she goes and she tries to deliver this, and Dominic, aka Nikki, um, apparently getting made fun of. For having, you know, a loving relationship with someone. Of course. Puts him in a real rapey mood. So he goes, decides to rape Maggie, assault her mom. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Because obviously Maggie starts to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Because that's what happens when you get raped. Oh, yeah. Didn't you know? Well, it's an exploitation film. Within like, you know, three minutes. Yeah. The nose turned to O's. Yeah. Yeah. Exploitation film. Troublesome politics. Anyway. Oh, yeah. The mom comes out and is like, you know, you got a man in there? He's kicking the door and Dominic basically like face palms her in. <laughs> Get out of here, bitch. <laughs> got raping to do. Um, but for this pile of human detritus, we will implode the entire, you know, lady gang. Because Lace comes out. She thinks something is going on between Maggie and Dominic. Yeah. Dominic's still trying to sniff around Maggie's panties. And Maggie's like, you know, I like you. Why? Uh, <laughs> it's See? Trash. I like you, but, you know, Lace is my friend and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there are some Lady Black Panthers mm-hmm. or some sort of... It's another gang. <laughs> you got to have one. Her name's Muff, which is great. 
Um, so, sidebar. In this day, in a post-SpongeBob world, you cannot have a character named Mr. Krabs because <laughs> that's just... The villain is a rival gang leader called Krabs. And every time yep. we talk about him, I'm just like, it's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> um, and yes, your Shakespearean plot uh, unfolds as Lace tips off Krabs that the daggers are going to try to like attack him. Yeah. At a roller rink. DJ was really calm when AR-15 started ringing out at the roller rink. Stop fighting, you girls. Stop fighting. Everyone leave. Brap, brap. <laughs> Um, because Lace, <laughs> Lace tips off crabs because Lace was trying to get Maggie shot and killed. Get, yeah. Get her out of there. Yeah. But Dominic gets killed. What? Um, about half an hour too late, as yeah. I was saying. Dominic oh, yeah. needed to go early. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when Maggie's like, you other men are good for nothing. The fuck out of here. We're going to solve this ourselves. And she- Before crabs can say anything, Patch ends up shooting him. That's when Maggie figures out that Patch was covering for Patch was covering for Lace, and Lace was the one who set him up. Uh, and they have a switchblade fight. Yeah, switchblade scissors. Um, so yeah, Maggie Maggie kills Lace, stabs her in the throat very oddly. Um, it's like a straight shot into her neck. Um, and then the cops show up and they arrest everybody. And Patch like comes around the corner after she's like watched her friend die, and the cops are like. What about you? And all the other girls are like, she's not one of us. <gasps> she's like, I've been here from the beginning. No, I don't know her. They just straight Mariah her ass. Yeah. I don't know her. Mariah rules. Um, and then covered in her own and Lace's blood, Maggie gets loaded in the paddy wagon being like, ah, copper, you'll never, <laughs> never put us away forever. We'll be back. We'll be back. That was a Scissor Sisters. Switchblade <laughs> Sisters part two. Um... Oh, my God. What a delightful slice of trash this was. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, my God. So we have to have some sort of, like, inverse. So punch kicks. How many punch kicks like, do you get this? You just need to, uh, like, because we're going into this realizing that it's bad. Oh, yeah. Objectively bad. And the punches, uh, the pu- kick punches, I feel, are based on how much delight the trash brought you. Yeah. If this was not a chore to watch no. by any means. Okay, great. Um, so we're going to do punch kicks. Like, punch kicks? Yeah. So for November Crabathon, punch kicks instead of kick punches. Yeah. Uh, so with that in mind, yeah, you, you came out fucking fire and flames at the start. This is like an eight for me. Like, oh my gosh. Amazing. This, like, this was delightful. Uh, you can find this in nefarious places. Um, <laughs> it's apparently on Tubi. <laughs> Which is apparently sure. a legitimate site. I'm sure it's like Crackle Adjace. Like, right. you know, it's one of those Honest Ed's VHS section uh, um, streaming services. Senior correspondent and I were at his parents' house. We were taking care of their stuff. They are on vacation at the moment. So we had to like water some plants and collect some mail and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were like, hey, they have like a nice couch and a big TV. And <laughs> we haven't been on date night for a while. So in lieu of going out anywhere, we sat on another couch. Amazing. And watched some stuff. But we... We found we couldn't we couldn't figure out any of their like <laughs> controls because they had a very complicated TV. Um, but we hit on this site, and I can, I will have to find the name of it because you probably will get stuff from it. Oh my God. Um, and it's all D films. Mm. Like that's all it's made of. Oh, I'm sure I found it at one point in my life when I was looking for like anything that had free, yeah, ad supported. It, it was 
it's unbelievable. I'm so excited about this. But yeah, there will definitely be some from there. So I'll I'll get back to you. Well, so much, so much trash. So there. much. You only get you only get four shots. Yeah, I know. And I called an audible on mine. Yeah. Because the impetus for November Crapathon yes. really came from a revelation that occurred off mic during the last recording session. Mm-hmm. Where I realized that Caitlin McKinnon <laughs> had never seen the late 80s, early 90s classic of hot garbage, Bloodsport, yes. a.k.a. the Van Damme kickboxing movie. I've, I've never heard of this. And so that's what she was going to get immediately. Like, if we're yeah. doing this, fuck it. Like, get it. Let's get it. But then a phrase popped into my head. It's a phrase that has a lot of resonance for myself, Mr. Malosh, mm-hmm. my friend Scott, my other friend Greg. This phrase has been a part of our lives, <laughs> even if I'm sure Jeff and I are maybe the only ones who even remember where it comes from. But this phrase, I was thinking of Van Damme, and this came back into my head, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> She's not getting Bloodsport. She's getting another movie. The phrase was, quote, I would never in my life wear black silk underwears. <laughs> Which is a quote <laughs> from the film Double Impact. Because what is the only thing better than Jean Claude Van Damme? <laughs> Two Jean Claude Van Damme's motherfucker. Okay. Can I just say You can I have to give the, the right I, I have to I have to. That when I found out it was a movie about twins, <laughs> I actually almost legit texted you like i was almost like holy shit does van damme play twins oh yeah he does double impact is a 1991 american action film written and directed by sheldon ledich and written written produced and starring jean-claude van damme in a dual role as chad and alex wagner the film was released in the United States on August 9th, 91. The film marked Van Damme's second collaboration with Bolo Young. Yes. The first being Bloodsport. 1988's Bloodsport. So the Wikipedia entry for the plot is far too detailed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to read it. Uh, so Van Damme apparently wanted to play twins to help change his image. Oh my gosh. Quote, one of them is violent and the other is not. So the audience can see the contrast in my work. What a why Van Damme could just oh spin God. a yarn, right? Uh, and can I just say you can tell it's written this by picture, Van Damme? This picture has comedy, romance, a love story. So it's not all action and fighting. When I fight on screen, I blend dancing and fighting. Grace plus power is very nice. <laughs> Dash, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Surprise to no one, uh, this movie yielded a negative critical response when it was released in 1991. Most critics cited it as another mindless action movie that only had the gimmick of two Jean-Claude Van Dams, which, but, but bro, really, but really, like, really, really, uh, Roger Ebert credited its slick production values, but despite its negative reaction, the film was a commercial hit reaching a high point of number two at the box office. Yeah. Two Van Dams, two Van Dams. The guy could draw money. What do you want? Uh, so what is our plot? Uh, I don't even know. Okay, so basically Van, da- Van Damme's parents yep. were like developers in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They were building a tunnel yep. and some sort of corporate espionage slash triad activity. Yeah. Sees their parents murdered. Their parents like assistant. Was Frank, was that his name? Yeah, it was. Oh, Caden has feelings about Frank. Oh, do I ever. S- snags one of the babies and like a like a maid. 
yeah. for a nanny. The sna- nanny snags the other one and drops it off at a oh 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 so important Hong Kong orphanage. A French Hong Kong orphanage. A French Hong Kong. Oh, <laughs> this was going to explain the accents. You're reading deep. Yeah, French. So I couldn't figure out why they were like French Hong Kong orphanage. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then it all made sense because. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Grew up in Hong Kong and had a French accent. Yeah. And then also, they, it was, see, this is what I love. This is the beauty of this. There was just a throwaway line. People do not give throwaway lines enough credit. A throwaway line about how Chad. Oh, he grew up in Paris. He grew up in Paris. Right. Oh, my. (sighs) Mind blown. I literally, I didn't even, wow. Give more credit. Credits to. The writing acumen of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, so, yes, uh, Alex is the one who grew up in Paris, raised by Frank. No. Oh, Chad. 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 Sorry, Chad. Alex. Alex is the cool one because yeah. his hair slicked back. Yeah. And he, and he smokes a cigar. All the time. Yeah. He sells Mercedes off of rickety boats <laughs> in the middle of... And has electronics Ch- in them. Chinese seas. Um, <laughs> and, yes, Chad is... Uh, to be generous, bit of a Nancy boy. Yeah. He his, wears a lot of colors. His clothes. Oh, my God. I need to look up who the costume director was on this and punch him in the face. <laughs> um, he's got that pink tie slash pink shirt on. It's yep. not salmon. It's like pink. It's pink. But like the shoulders have like like, like a ruffle. Pleats. 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 Yes, pleats. But like several pleats. Yes, multiple pleats. Anyway, a comedy ensues in the first moments when um, Alex's girlfriend yeah. encounters Chad. The Frank's been parading Chad around Hong Kong. You know, Alex is very well known in the underworld yeah. for dealing illicit Mercedeses and other Western goods, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Whiskey, cognac, that cognac. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so whenever anybody spots Chad, they think it's Alex because they're twins. Yep. Were we clear about that? Very much so twins. Two Van Dams. Yeah, Alex's girlfriend rolls up on him, starts feeling around in his nethers. Yeah. This is how we discover that Chad likes to wear black silk underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Which, to be fair, for 25 years we've been saying underwears, and imagine my shock to discover it's more like handerwears. (laughs) (laughs) I just... Oh, 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 oh. Everybody, this is totally the reaction I wanted to have when I when I gave oh, her this God. movie. Um, I have so much to talk about. Anyway, like that's your plot. Whatever. They're twins. Can they get along? Can they? Do they want to avenge their parents who were killed over something? Yeah. Um, the best moment is like they have no proof. They have nothing. Yeah. Like and. And the woman, the woman tries to point this out. It's like, like that's not going to hold up in a court of law. And Frank is just like, we don't need a court of law. Fuck your court of law. I'm Frank. I've yeah. got two Van Dams. What else do I need? So I just wanted. So at the very beginning, initially, I was like, did I get the right movie? Because <laughs> like there was just a moment where I was like, oh, if they had lots of these in the eighties, maybe I hit the like. Mm. I was watching it on Daily Motion. Like I was like. I could totally pick the wrong one. As did I. <laughs> swing by daily, swing by daily motion. Um, so I was like, I could be watching the wrong one. So I just double checked, and I was, or I rethought about it. I was like, oh yeah, I saw Van Damme in the initial credits, whatever. Mm. Um, but I was like, I just wanted a movie about Frank. 
Like, just <laughs> like, he was badass as fuck. Like, I was like, Frank is amazing. So dedicated to his, the walkers. His driving. Like, <laughs> I like I wanted a Frank movie. But anyways, um, Frank was my favorite throughout. Also, Frank has a slight lisp, which comes out as the movie goes on, I feel yeah. like. Yes. It emerges. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Frank, fantastic character all the way through. Um, and I was so upset when I thought he had died, mm. but he did not. Did not die. Um, they just left him there. I don't know why, or they didn't seem to really have a conversation about it, but anyways. Nope. Not, uh, not, villain's not great at planning. No. But, uh, so anyways, but he survived, thank God, because I really, I was going to lose it. I was going to give it negative <laughs> punch kicks, because... <laughs> I was so upset. Fuck this movie, Frank died. Yeah. Um, loved Frank so much. Uh, I felt very sorry for Alex's girlfriend. She was just trying her best. Also, how does someone who has like a really like straight-laced secretary job get involved with someone from the underground? Also, again, why are you... With him. What did Van Damme think he was doing with that character? I, he's he's not a nice guy. No. He was like mean to her. He like grabs at her. He like demands he things of her. He smacks her in the face. Yeah. Because for having the audacity to be alone on a boat with his, his brother. brother who looks just like him. Everybody has the same simultaneous fantasy about what it would be like if Chad and the girlfriend yeah. uh, had sex. Chad just thinks about it pensively. She kind of smirks. And Alex chugs an entire bottle of Jack, snorts part of it out of his nose, which was a weird it was very thing to capture on yeah. film. And then, uh, yeah, when they come back with very important news about, you know... What's going on and evidence. Alex has no time for that and just smacks her in the face. And yeah. still gets, and, you know, she still gets with him at the end of the movie. Which I'm just like, no. Also, just be with Chad. He's very nice. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Yeah. You know a Chad who wasn't nice? Yeah, lots of them. That wasn't a villain in a 1980s <laughs> ski school movie? Well, exactly, right? I thought Chad was a weird a weird uh, choice, but anyways. Other thoughts about this movie? Yeah. Um, uh, I feel sorry for her. Actually. Her, her, her name was Danielle. Let's Danielle, not call her just sorry, the girlfriend. Danielle. Um, she, and she, you know, tried her best. Gratuitous um, nudity. Woo! Oh, yeah. For some reason, just her tits out. For no reason at all. Yeah, and the simultaneous fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. But just like tits out. <laughs> um, 91, what do you really want? Really nice tits, though. Can I call them tits that way and it not be misogynistic? Boobs. She had very nice boobs. <laughs> boobs is nicer. Caitlin loves tits. <laughs> I like boobs. Um, she had very nice boobs. Uh, so that was fine, except there was, you know, no reason for it. Let's see. Uh... Is there anything? Is there anything from the execution to take from this movie? Like, were there well, actually, were there action scenes that you liked? Or I legit thought Van Damme's acting as two different people was good. <laughs> like, it wasn't amazing, right? It, it's very broad, but he did convey two different people. Two different like, people, yeah. And um, when they did most of the scenes where they're filmed together, was done very well. Mm. Like, you, it wasn't choppy. There was maybe two. One where they were in like the truck. But the truck scene was just awkward because it's that, like, moving background right. in the still car. <laughs> the like, still very, car. like, Seinfeld, like, old yeah. Seinfeld. Um, and uh, that was awkward. And there's, like, one other shot where they're side by side, and that was awkward. But by and large, that was done very well. Um, I love – okay, 
Frank shooting at cars in the China Sea <laughs> and them exploding was amazing. <laughs> they had to ditch the cars because the cops were onto them. Which is fine. But cars don't explode like that. Mm, they don't float that long either. But. No. So, Frank, I don't know what you're doing. Um, Frank is magic. I'm trying to think. Frank is magic. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, yeah, because Frank also doesn't age. Um, <laughs> after just, 25 years. He just shaved his head. Um, what else happened that was interesting? How did you like Big Barda there? The Loved Big Barda. <laughs> I mean, she was another scary lesbian who threatened yeah, to be rapey. Definitely a theme when I was watching yeah. Switchblade Sisters. So I was like, oh, we have we have threatening, aggressive lesbians on Jordan, this episode. we can always find something, right? Something that we want. <laughs> always connected somehow. Something always connect them. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was a character named Kara who was the bodyguard yeah. of our main villain, Nigel Griffith. With, which I like that. I like having, you know, scary ladies. Um, maybe not as much, you know, rapey lesbian vibe. Or feeling up. How did but... she go down? She had, she had, she had the fight right. So Chad had the fight with Bolo Young. Yeah, Alex Van Dam has to fight Bolo Young. It's just the rules. Yeah, Alex. Alex fought s- Kara. Stabbed her. Did stab her? Okay. Yeah, I think just in the stomach or something. Which I was. That was unfortunate. See, I love when um, ladies get smacked. As we know, I love when ladies get punched. We've been through this. Don't say this is like a new thing. <laughs> I love it when ladies get hit, especially punched in the face. But when they're fighting or bad guys. Thank you for the clean drop. (laughs) I'm just saying. So many drops this episode. Um, If they're bad guys, I hate the rule that like ladies have to fight ladies. Mm. Like I was really disappointed in that um, in the last Avengers um, Infinity War. Like, Which I did not see. Don't have ladies just fight ladies. <laughs> ladies should be fighting dudes and getting their asses kicked and then kicking ass in return. Like, it should be, you know, I want equality. Carolyn smacks the shit out of me on the regular. We've been over this. All the time. All the time. Um, so, I was, I didn't, I wanted her, like, neck to be snapped or something mm. or, you know. <laughs> but, much more violent death. Yeah, she just got stabbed. Um, there's, there's, you know, Van Damme did get a couple of punches in, which was great. Nigel Griffith got a shipping carrier dropped on him oh boohoo why um why can't what's his name had his hand his whole arm get crushed that was, in pretty, a, that was pretty grody the, it was amazing it was so good the gears yeah uh and then he had like this limp like crushed <laughs> hand that was fantastic um so yeah there were all kinds of great action in here this is just like two eras of like what do we always talk about like movies that don't get made anymore yeah like for just like you think about 91. This movie was like a big time action movie mm-hmm. in 91. There was maybe like you know, those cars exploded and that was it. Like, yeah, we didn't have CGI. We had a couple of rigged benzes on a pontoon to explode. There was a lot of explosions in this, which I thought was great. Um, the boat chase scenes. You can't do a good boat chasing. <laughs> I was just like, that is what I have determined. It just doesn't work the same. There was the no kid, tension there. Okay, the she comes to us. Come on. Um, yeah, it was just not good. And then, like, yeah, there was, I mean, this, it was not well written, but no. for not being well written, it was, there was a lot of good, like, punch kicks. Yes. How, 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 how would you, what are, what are we rating this? I'm rating this an eight. An eight. My God. Yeah. Cause, hey. cause just like two Van Dams, right? 
Caitlin. Yeah. I have some I have some interesting factoids that Wikipedia gave us. Oh my god, about yes, this. please, please. In 2010, mm-hmm. Van Damme and Bolo Young were giving a martial arts demonstration, and Van Damme said that hopefully one day he and Young will put together Double Impact Two. What? With Young perhaps playing a friend instead of an enemy. Amazing. Then in 2012, yeah, promoting The Expendables Two, Van Damme mentioned that he would like to make another Double Impact movie with a more serious tone. No. Quote during the interview: Two twins, one's coming back from Asia to L.A. to help his brother, who's a con artist, and pretend to be that big Hollywood producer, and he's in trouble with the mob in South Central. Oh, my God. I have li- all the money in my wallet. <laughs> it's not much. We established we're very poor. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot to mention Bo Young, who was fantastic being the scary Chinese guy. <laughs> Doesn't say a word. Nope. Just smiles real crazy. Yeah, and has, like, a cool scar and a dead eye. he got... Shot in the face with a shot. Frank shot oh! him with a shotgun. Oh, Jordan. Oh, my God. Uh, a reason for Van Damme to t- take off his shirt. I feel like we should have Van Damme, po- like, uh, uh, bingo. <laughs> like, Van Damme takes off his shirt. Bolo Young takes off his shirt. Like, Oh, yeah. You knew that that was, that was the moment when they both had to take their shirt off. Yeah. Um, apparently, a script for Double Impact 2 does exist. Please. Written by both Van Damme and Ledich again. Please, someone send it to us. Van Damme has said, hopefully, somebody smart enough, like an agent or a producer, can put that back together. I'm excited about it, you know? As are we, Jean-Claude. Oh, so excited. As are we. We hope you continue. To- I ha- I'm sorry. I hate to say this. I didn't know if uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was French. He's Belgian, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I shouldn't say, if I know anything from Poirot, I should not... Yes, he's, he was born in Brussels. Okay, so I had no idea. I mean, I knew he had an accent, but I thought it was like just a nondescript accent. <laughs> I feel like I've learned something today. It's been a very educational episode. It's been unbelievably educational. Also, I'm glad we're nicer to ladies in movies now. <laughs> There's one takeaway. Not by much, but by a little bit. Yeah, enough for now. We've more improving to do. And that we don't say the F slur for homosexuals as much anymore. That's true. A lot of appearances of that word in, in both of these movies. Yeah, it was not good. Kind of Alex's de facto critique of Chad. Yeah. Alex, smarten up. Because apparently, if you wear blacks have hand or also, you're a homosexual. Be nice to your lady. She has fantastic boobs. She has fantastic boobs. She loves you despite you being a criminal. The worst. And a hunk of junk. Don't smack her because she took a boat ride with your brother. Yeah. She was very distraught. She had some horrible things happen to her. Horrible things. God. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I actually laughed out loud in several parts. That's why we're here. That is why November Crapathon exists. To to give you some joy during the dark time before Christmas. Because listen, Daylight Savings Time is ending tonight. So when it's dark at 5 o'clock again, settle in to some vintage, delicious garbage. The trashiest trash. Well, I think on that note, we will take our leave of you, friends. Thank you for hanging with us, as you do every week. If you'd like to get at us on social, like we said up top, we are on all of them. Just search Geek Down Pod, mostly on Twitter. Get above Twitter. Google us. Whatever. Google us. We're around. Yeah. We, ne- we never mentioned it because clearly we're concerned about you know generating income for this endeavor. But I mean... If you feel like you want to support us watching trash... It's in all of the show descriptions. So, I mean, if you want to toss us a few a few coins... You can learn more about that at our Patreon, patreon.com slash geekdownpod, or buy us a coffee at coffee, coffee. ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. 
Three dollars. That's it. Once, twice, as many times as you want. We appreciate it. Control is back to you. We do appreciate every dollar that you contribute to this endeavor. Friends, we will be back with more crap next week. Hope you enjoy it. It's going to be the best month. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. We hope you join us for it, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And hopefully next week, I won't sound like I have my jaw wire check. Yeah. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, <laughs> uppers, downers. I got them all. You name it. <laughs>